If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, listeners, and a special hey, hi, and hello to all you incredible patrons out there. Remember, you can join the Patreon for just $1, $2, $5 a month. You can find the link to the Patreon in the episode notes. Now, I'll be honest, I repurposed the Patreon a little bit because Ben and I do so much. So I made the Patreon just we are the Wallen family. You can still use the link in the show notes to support us as we journey out into this world of content creation. A, a, a couple of, a few patrons I want to shout out right here, right now is Brittany Barker, Tiffany, Hannah Parker, Deborah. Adiyemi, Carissa, Caitlin Green, Emma Halpern, River, Katie, Tyra Rimpert, and Samantha Herrant. Remember, patrons, we also give away a book each month. We're currently reading the book we're supposed to give out last month, Black Sun, but we will be sending out the book Twisted Tales by Brandon Massey, a collection of short stories, because we love them so much. Now, Ben has something to say, and then we'll get started with the show. We also write notes when we send them out. I write like thank you notes. Yes, we do. They're very heartfelt. They're from the entire Wallen family. Sorry, I'm moving you in so that those get you know, we're always updating things here, but we do write you a little personalized note and thank you for supporting our family. So get into that if you want to hear from us for those ravels. Now let's get started with the show. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Sci, under the Believe Podcast Network. It's a podcast about black science fiction, black fantasy, and staying on the same page as a family. As you can see, we're joined here today by Wild Wiggles, but she is knocked out, baby, because we keep it loud in our house. Today for episode 94, we'll be discussing the film Neptune Frost, directed by Saul Williams and Anisia Uziman. <laughs> I'm laughing. If you're watching the YouTube, you'll see Ben grab my head to which I thought he was going to start massaging my head but he was just forcing my head into the microphone I'm doing the best I can but Wiggles is sitting right here anyway Ben how are you doing today I I finished watching Star Trek uh, the voyage home with our baby this morning as I was uh, I guess feeding her like you're not I'm not nursing her if I'm feeding her a bottle right that's not nursing that would be correct <laughs> uh but she really enjoyed it she liked the whales singing. She liked Star Trek. She likes Star Trek. I'm going to win her over. She's going to be a Star Trek fan. We're going to watch Star Trek, all of it in its entirety. 
very excited to do that. I, do, I hope that does become y'all's show so, you know, so I don't have to watch it with you. I think that's beautiful. You don't watch it with... Uh, have you watched any Star Trek? I think I made you watch maybe one or two episodes. You need to watch The Measure of a Man. That would be really good. I think it's important for you to have like a show that's just yours, that's just like... A good show, having a good show is like having a little piece of chocolate to yourself, like a little candy. Yeah, that like, no one else But you don't have to eats. hide it and eat it in your car. You can just eat it out in front of me and I can just, you know, keep going on with my day. Because I, mm-hmm. I feel that way about certain shows. The only thing has been, you know, when it comes to my reality show trash, you feel the need to constantly remind me how trashy the show is. Whereas when I walk in and you're watching Star Trek, I'm like, good for you. I, I'll leave you alone. Well, yeah, because it's Star Trek. You can't trash Star Trek, but I can definitely trash you know, below deck Australia. No, you can't. If that's my show and my form of escapism, (laughs) that what's the big deal? Those shows are literally designed to be trashed. Right. And William Shatner is just like a a saint. He, well, Leonard Nimoy is definitely. Yeah, but that's not who I said. I said William Shatner. Shatner. It's an unfortunate name. And Will Wheaton. Amber, how does it feel to be on Beyonce's internet? Do you oh, know like yes. Beyonce has seen you and also Cardi B? Like Cardi they, B. They, know, they don't know who you are, they don't. but they've seen you. At least their team has seen me, and that's good enough for me. If you all missed the incredible news last week, um, Beyonce entered the TikTok realm. She dropped her very first TikTok video featuring her new summer single, Break My Soul. And I was one of the featured creators in that video, which I'm very excited about. your soul is broken? Yes, I'll be. Well, no, it's not broken. I I won't allow you to break my soul. soul. Because, so what happened was Parkwood Entertainment, which is Beyonce's team, they hit me up about two weeks before to say like, you know, thank you for letting us use your content. Do you so re- reply yes thank you if you give us consent to use it in a video why so don't I you send that to yes, your agent you. and be like can you get me some money out of this because when beyonce calls if beyonce said hey we would like to use your clip and it'll cost you 50 dollars, i would have i would have done the opportunity you would have paid beyonce absolutely this is y'all say y'all say what else what else has oh yeah you developed like a tea party character can you please do that voice for everybody you went to a tea party you developed this amazing tea party character which i actually gave you helped you feedback. me you helped me i helped you develop that character can you give yes it? i will so you, you you have to give things you you, you got to work on your context baby context so, so baby so baby so last week everyone uh my friend had a bridal shower at dr bombay's underwater tea in Atlanta or Decatur, if you want to be one of those people. And it was tea party. So we were all tasked with coming to the tea party, you know, in character. And the... <laughs> that I was a really high-pitched tea I, party, but the entire time at tea, I, I did a little voice every time we had tea and crumpets and talked about the the very heavy couple. So I... I, I I really had a good time at tea and I cannot wait to take wild to tea party with me or just have like little tea parties at the house. I think that'd be super fun. Uh, it wasn't required for you to come in character. You just did. I came in character. <laughs> so you, it's so hard. I have such a deep voice. That you know, I, I was thinking about the title of this tea place though, and how it just all relates back to colonialism because it's Dr. Bombay, 
but the design of it was English. But Bombay is actually now Mumbai. The design was actually more Asian than English. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Uh, more Indian or like Asian? Well, India's in Asia now. But yeah, I, mean, I guess like when Americans say Asian, when Americans say Asian, we think of Southeast Asia, or more specifically East Asia, and when um, actually when English folks say Asian, they think specifically of India and, oh. and Pakistan. Yeah, well, this d- the design of it was more um, like kimonos and the, what are those umbrellas called? Oh, interesting. But it was called Doctor Bombay. How was it? Yeah. But Bombay is in India. That's in wow. So just was it? Run, it had to be run. Was it run by white people? Yes. Of course. Yes. Of so course. we're gonna call and something Doctor Bombay, but then we're gonna give it an East Asian anyway, flavor, and then you're gonna come jealous. in dressed as English. Yes. Maybe so true, many levels of you colonialism. Were just a little jealous that you weren't invited to the sort of was. I, I gave you an opportunity to come with us, so you you went back and forth. I was here calming Wiggles, calming Wild. She was a little bit fussy. I wish I would have known though, because we recently discovered a new calming song for Wild. Would you? Care you to and s- these segues today. Wait, what did you, what did you do while I was out at the tea party? Uh, I I basically read and wrote and hung out with the baby. I think I went on a run. Um, yeah, it was, it was fine. I don't think I watched, I think I probably watched a couple episodes of Family Feud because I always watch <laughs> episodes of Family Feud when yeah. I stay home with your parents. Yeah, my parents uh, are obsessed with Family Feud reruns. And of course, Ben feels the need to remind them as they're watching this show I, in their own home, how horrible it is. I have never like, why? said why? that. Why? I've yes, never... you, you come in from runs and you're like, why are y'all watching this crap? Which you do to me all the time, but I think you I, underestimate how often you've been now doing that to my family. And do I'm like, I, I don't but, think I've but done But when it you're with, watching, I, I feel like Shatner, Family Feud you know, is leaves you alone. sacred. I would never no, publicly you drag, family feud as well. drag Family Feud. Some of the questions on Family Feud are so cringy, though. It'll be like, the, the, we're watching the ones where Steve Harvey's hosting. It'll be like, it's sexist. If Steve Harvey was to massage your body, which part would he start with first? <laughs> That's your Steve Harvey. I'm just voice. like, what? What kind of? I, <laughs> which part would you like Steve to start with first? Family it's Feud like, is why we still have Steve, the, the gender like, binary because every question is like men, women, men, women. We asked a hundred men. <laughs> <laughs> the question it's a sexist what show anyway. what part of a woman's body is the most attractive final answer <laughs> uh back to the and my dad's song. over there just like titty steve <laughs> back to my the mom <laughs> doing the same thing ass steve ass uh back to the calming song can you sing the new calming song that i wish i knew when you went on this tea party on oh your yeah own? wiggles really enjoys uh Nicki Minaj's verse in Trey Songz's is bottoms up. It gets her to sleep every single time. It's so profane. I love it. You would like me to? I would like you to sing it All to right. her. She's sleeping. If you know it, sing along. Uh, here we go. Dun, 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 here we go. Can I get that Tron? Can I get that Remy? Can I get that Coke? Can I get that Henny? Can I get that Margarita? All rock, rock, rock. Can I get salt all around that rim, 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 rim tray? I was like, Yo, Trey, do you think you could buy me a bottle of rose? Okay, let's get it now. I'm with a bad bitch. He with his friends. I don't say hi. Say keys to the bins. Keys to the bins. Keys to the bins. Motherfucking right, yeah, G to the ten. If a girl try to get cute, I'ma stop her. Throw a lot of money at her, then y'all fucker, fucker, fucker. Then y'all fucker. Then I'ma go and get my Louisville slugger. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm really such a lady i rep young money you know slim baby and we be doing donuts while we wait for the 380 
We give a lot of money to the babies out in Haiti yelling all around the world. Do you hear me? Do you like my body? Anna Nikki, rest in peace to Anna Nicole Smith. Yes, my dear, you're so explosive. Say hi to Mary, it's Mary and Joseph. Tell them about them, about them, about them, That's when you clap, yeah. Well, you don't that clap. Was, I, I need more awesome. breath than the, the queen, I, Onika. I think Amber, <laughs> so Amber hates when I swear around wild, but I do. apparently... Nicki There's, Minaj is safe. Mickey, Nicki apparently, Minaj it's okay if you're singing or rapping Nicki Minaj. It is, but but and look at our child now. Yeah, she's dead. She's dead. She's, no. Wild is not yet. Incredible. Eventually, we'll, we all die. Stop it! Stop. Okay, Ben. Um, the next <laughs> since I just had an opportunity to, you know, grace you with my rap talents. You know, regular Lin Manuel Miranda, I am. Now, Ben will give you an opportunity to share all of you out there, not by us taking your money via Patreon, but by giving us those free Apple podcast reviews that we love, love, love. We recently came across an Apple podcast review that was four stars. They gave us four (laughs) stars because they really had some issues with some things we have to say. But, well, no, they really had some issues with one, just one specific episode. But you know what? I'm going to read it. Ben's going to read it because... I want to acknowledge that this person listened to the show. Thank you. Maybe they subscribed. Maybe they did it, but they gave the show a chance. Hate and if they is, hated it, that's fine. Hate but is they just gave as us helpful as love if, in, on think, the internet. I think if you publicly go hate listen, us and then support us, it, I, I there's really I truly I'm not trying to be sarcastic. I truly respect someone saying I'm giving y'all a chance and then hating it. That's fine. Now you go read it. All right. So they wrote, uh, love this couple. Just started listening to the podcast after following them on social for a while. Four stars because the Eve's Bayou episode was the second I listened to. It's my favorite movie of all time, and I was excited to hear a take from their perspective. However, many of the things they mentioned in the movie were incorrect. There was not rape or molestation. And then uh, they also go on to say that I think in that episode, we incorrectly said that the aunt, played by Debbie Morgan, uh, didn't live with them. And I think we said that Debbie Morgan lived with the family. Um, the grandma lived th- with, with them. And she wrote, it was incredibly frustrating to hear the movie. I like so much and know so well. And they're accurately described. <laughs> Just because we got somebody's address wrong? It was uh, incredibly Okay, incredible, so, but, but she, she gives her whole reading. And I do want to say that this is her reading of the film. And she disagrees with our reading with the film. If you, mm-hmm. if you look at like criticism of Eve's Bayou, uh, many there is there, mul- there are pe- some people yeah some people actually still believe that Samuel L. Jackson did rape um, that you know the character played by Megan Good um, his his daughter but uh, that's just she disagreed because watching it there are certain glances and looks that um, you know Samuel L. Jackson's character I forgot his name gives to his daughter Megan Good. And she she disagreed with my reading of that. But if you go and read criticism, they say, actually, no, it's meant to be nebulous and that there's not just one reading of it. So, I mean, she disagrees with our reading or or interpretation. By the way, w- when you do film criticism, I realize that you can say reading of the film, which I thought was fascinating because I, I think that shows that watching a film sometimes requires as much energy as it takes to read. Anyway. I enjoyed that. And sometimes this person, once again, I want to thank, what does it say? A-Q-L-U-P for submitting this 
rating because this is actually what the show is all about. It's about discussing films, discussing movies, reviewing films, reviewing yep. movies. And so this was like basically like us having a discussion forum via Apple Podcast Reviews. So I'm here for it. Uh, if you're out there, reach out to us on Instagram. Maybe we can, I don't know, continue some discourse about this because it was really cool to hear that. We disagree. I definitely think there was some... Well, there was blame on the father's side when it came to the scenes with the daughter. But I do know Cassie Lemons, the director, sort of meant for it to be like not very blatant. Yeah. One side or the other. Cool. But talking about doing work and watching a film, we oh, watched God. Neptune Frost. That requires it is there is no hand holding in this film. It The None. plot it jumps back and forth between dreams and waking and Amber hates that kind of stuff. She likes her hand held a little bit when she's watching I film. don't, but I, sometimes you have to do a lit, like as a comedian, you got to give the audience a little bit, you know, like you don't have to fill in the blanks of everything, but you got to actually set up a sentence and write blanks in it. And so that for me was missing. The directors don't, this, the director is Saul Williams and um, uh, Anicia Uzaymen. They don't. They don't care about that. I mean, this is a low budget film, so they made it because it was a passion project, and uh, the plot is not really driven. It's more focused on like discussion and more focused on a future of Africa, in which Colton, which is in every single one of our cell phones and should be making the entire continent one of the richest in the world, but it's not because of lots of complex reasons. Um, it's about the discussion of Colton. And I first heard of Saul Williams uh, listening to uh, Janelle Monet. And so uh, Janelle Monet had uh, Saul Williams on there. And yes, he has Janelle a, Monet brought us here. <laughs> yes. And so Colton, uh, he has a song called Colton is Cotton, where basically explaining that Colton is the new cotton. And, and being in the South, I... I just, it's so crazy for me because I'll go running and I'll be like running and I see something that says river bottom plantation. Or I'll go running. It says the plantation buffet. And that's like having something called, you know, I don't know, river bottom concentration camp or like come to the concentration camp yeah. buffet. Auschwitz Avenue. You know, <laughs> you're like, just, yeah. oh my God, is this BYOS bring your own shackles or like what, <laughs> like what the hell? It's absurd. It's nice, literally... Nice joke, it's literally absurd. It's so fucking well, can, absurd. Let me say this. So for for listeners who are just tuning in, we Ben and I live in Chicago or or just kind of like starting episodes randomly. We live in Chicago and we're spending the summer at my parents' house in Georgia. Obviously, the South is notorious for slavery. Um, but it's so interesting that because of the lack of critical race theory and because of like America trying to do this job of hiding their pasts that certain words have these weighted meanings, you know, because at the end of the day, a plantation, like look up the definition of a plantation. I'm sure it comes from plants, right? Okay. What is a plantation? An agricultural estate. But so if you went to maybe a different country, 
and there was an agricultural estate, there is no such uh, association with that word and slavery. But in America, there is. And I, I remember thinking about this because randomly on RuPaul's Drag Race UK, a contestant once made a dress out of cotton. <laughs> and I remember by the drag queen and Monet Exchange being like, you could have never made that dress in in uh, America. Well, I mean, tons of our clothes are made of, out of cotton, but you know, like the, the physical like cotton balls with the, the weevils and things like that. But even saying the word cotton in America has coded language. Even if you're talking about just something random, if you're talking about tissue paper, you're like, the cotton in this, it's just like a bit of a cringy moment. If you say the word like breathe right now, like, oh, I can breathe really clearly today. It, it, so certain words and certain phrases in America, because we have such a dark past and because we have not done a good job atoning for that dark past, like henceforth the word slavery, I mean, sorry, obviously slavery, but henceforth the word plantation will always have this darkness to it. Isn't well, that interesting? So like well, where for, you for are black writing, people for black and people, for people, but people in the South, especially white people, do not have that association because of the lack of historical education. Right, so do we now change the name of every plantation hell yeah hell yeah but, but we a have plantation to come to terms is an agricultural estate no 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 but it in the yes it's an agricultural but in modern times like, i plantations modern plantations to today are mostly run by people or um, migrant workers who are being paid low wages but the whole idea to uphold a plantation required a plantation house and required free slave labor and so right. african slave labor was the only use of work in early plantations in the u.s in the u and no throughout the caribbean well, throughout the, the americas and like I'm european occupied areas of africa so okay can reading I, can wikipedia I can I, right. Can I give you an example? Obviously I think America should like talk about this and whatever, but if you have an agricultural estate that you're potentially trying to sell in the future, should you call it another name? Yeah. Yeah. You need to, you need to change it. Sort of like if I, if I create a camp for kids where they can go and concentrate, I'm not going to call it a concentration camp. Right. I, okay. Let me, let me do a, a more modern example. What the real estate industry is doing now. It's a farm. It's a farm. It's a farm. What the real estate industry is doing now is calling, like you'll go do a tour of a house, right? And they'll call the biggest bedroom the primary suite now instead of the master suite. Do okay. You, do you, and I, my problem is I think people think that they're doing like some really good work when they just change the word, but it's like, you can call this the master suite, but what, what, what are you doing that actually has like long-term implication? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. But people think like, well, we'll just change the name of this plantation into a farm. Even it's like, but black blood. And that's still, all I will do. That, exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. And that I did what my I'm work. Trying to say. It's like yes. I directed a, a movie called Beasts of No Nation, and now I don't have to support. You know, I don't have to do anything else. Um, it's you know. Yeah, it's like. It, or, well, what do you want or, us to do? We change the name of the master suite to primary suite. It's like I want you to actually or, go like read I, and discuss. I watched and think the Blind Side, and now I don't have to pay my taxes. 
And yes. and then I showed up to the premiere in my million dollar dress. Yes. I just uh, think it's a little perform like so when I see something still called River Bottom Plantation, I don't mind it. I'm like, yes, yeah, sit in the fact that this area that we're running on used to be ran by slaves and maybe no. let me go look it up. No, 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 no. Because So you think the, they should change no, the No, no, because of the it. word plantation is not associated with the rape, the castration, the murder of, you know, thousands and thousands and then the millions um, of people who have been affected by the Or you know what they should do? They should not change the name of it and post something there that's, you know, that says like where you're running right now used to be like a site of devastation or something. I just, I just feel like, and I'm not trying to say like, so you want us to keep all the Confederate statues up? I'm like, no, I, I'm like you. I want them to be in a museum and say this used to sit at the city, the city center because motherfuckers were uneducated. You know what I mean? But I think we just do a lot of performative stuff when we just try to change the name of a street and carry on. It's like, I think I think we're even having this discussion because they didn't change the name. Uh, perhaps. Yes, 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 and no. Um, the, the plot of this film, though, and I want to get back to what you said about arbitrarily doing something just to like for staturing purposes and not actually trying to make a change. And the directors of this film, they're shooting a low budget film. They are literally hiring actors. Some of them were um, like war survivors to make this film. And when you create some of the actors. Yeah. And so that's really awesome. And so when you create a film that is low budget like this, right, (laughs) you sort of avoid the, intense hypocrisy that comes with exploring the issues this film explores which is uh, exploitation specific specifically of colton miners and parts in this in this uh, case where they're shooting at R- rwanda and burundi um you you sort of avoid creating this whole you know get up and then going to hollywood and going to a you know a billion dollar premiere i exaggerate right it's like when and i, I th- and i think of beasts of no nations like we're gonna create this great film and then we're gonna get an academy award and we're gonna show up in our tux that's worth you know 600 800 and we're gonna like it, there's this level of just two-facedness to the whole thing um and then yeah absolutely. And, and we're gonna shoot this thing we're gonna talk about it on our phones that is you literally like when we hold our phone we use our phones because of cult in mind by African workers. And and in the Congo and parts of the Congo where this mineral is mined, it's destroying the habitat of, um, you know, the animals there. So the plot very basically is a group of escaped cult and miners forms an anti-colonialist colonialist computer mm. hacker collective in the hilltops of Burundi. Um, and then they soon attempt to take over the authoritarian regime that's exploiting the region's natural resources and its people. Uh, this yeah. film they're is almost just like a, beautiful. A union. Yeah, they're a union. A sci-fi union if you, of miners. Yeah, and they have like the coolest fashion ever. Oh, that, that saved it. That made it slightly more, you know, it's like when you put hot sauce on chitlins. It's like... <laughs> That made it digestible, <laughs> but at the end of the day, we're still eating like sheep belly and shit. I, I and love t- pig intestines. I bad. love I love coming to here uh, home and talking with your friends. And one of one of your friends, um, Crystal, was telling me, uh, you know, 
I so we saw her and I thought of a memory. But talk, I love talking to your childhood friends because I discover things about you I didn't know. But she was like, yeah, Amber could just go to a thrift shop and mix and match things and just throw shit together. Like yeah. you're you're very I'm good restored. at turning. Yeah, shit you're really into sugar. <laughs> Specifically, my shit into sugar. I'm your sugar shit. I can't do nothing with you, Ben. I've tried to style you, whatever. You know, people message me on a daily being like, you should style Ben and dress him up in this. Ben is his own person. I, I, I can't help him. He's going to do what he does. He's wearing swim trunks right now. Yeah, and my mystery science theater uh, 3000 MST3K. Yeah. Uh, and, that, and that's fashion to Ben. I can't do nothing with that. But I, yeah, I used to turn the looks back in the day when I, I would just like go to Plato's Closet or go to the thrift store. So I, I can appreciate back to this film i can appreciate so many things i can appreciate the fashion i can appreciate you hired local talent i can appreciate the singing was great but is as as one body of work it was just really challenging to get through and maybe that's because i'm an american watching it and it's um well well our our sense of how plot right you know know it's a a challenging film it's not foreign i mean saul williams is american um, well, the you know what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, I, I know what the, you're... the film is in a different language, yeah. and so sometimes I'm thinking to myself, like, is this the plot not being driven well, or is this how this plot goes in another country? Does that make sense? Yeah. Do I sound stupid? No, no, no. I think, no, no. This is, I think this film would, in any for any viewer, would be difficult to watch and to sort of understand. It was difficult. Uh, I, I, I learned with this film, like, if you read a description of a film and it has like art house, art house in the title, go just go in with a word of like say to yourself, okay, this is not freaking J Lo and Matthew McConaughey, the wedding planner. This is <laughs> some complex shit. I remember Ben saying, you know, I would put this movie on mute at a party that we threw just to like what look pretentious. Yeah, it is very difficult. It's also stunning to watch. Like the colors are vibrant and it's shot in the mountains of um, in parts of Rwanda and Burundi. And sort of you see these beautiful images and it's almost like a dream. Um, Yeah. Uh, So, oh, yeah. One of the lines from it is uh, to imagine hell is a privilege. Like, and it just made me think of all those tragedy porn films where, like, we're going to make this film dealing with child soldiers or we're going to make this film dealing with, you know, a poor black boy who learns how to play football. And it, it it's such a great phrase. And it just calls out the BS of mainstream Hollywood. And, I do love that, yes. Right? And so this film is like, hey, like, when you create something with on your own budget, when you're not making a million billion dollar film you're less likely to take advantage of people right when you're doing it on your own and the editing on your own and talking of taking advantage of people um why are just reverence and every every reverence everywhere are just terrible people right (laughs) what ben you and your segues okay so there was a scene in the (laughs) in the art house film where this preacher came to this guy's house drunk and then basically tried to hit on him and after he did the funeral of his murdered brother i don't think that was his murdered brother though it was like techno and matalusa yeah yeah or those were brothers yeah yeah so the other guy wasn't their brother oh okay yeah yeah 
Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. Oh, which, yeah. by the way, there's an intersex character. Yes, there is. And it, the intersex character is played by two different people, right? And so that decision to do that is, a, I think, a beautiful decision that sort of shows the, 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 the range of what it means to be intersex and what this um, character is going through. But, yeah, you're right. So um, and but Neptune this, but this... leaves. This preacher is definitely still a predator, though. I yeah, think yeah. Just like he's a predator. Yeah. So I, it just made me think of like when you have religious leaders with sort of endless power, they do such terrible shit. And it's not just Catholic leaders. Like recently, uh, if those who are following, I always follow Christendom because my dad. I'm a son of a preacher, man. You follow myself. what? I didn't hear Christendom. That. Christendom. Christendom. Okay. Christendom is like everyone who identifies as Christian. So Greek, Orthodox, Catholic, like Protestants. Like Chris and them. Yeah, yeah. You can say I Christendom. follow Christendom. I I follow Christendom. Oh, your your AAV is horrible, and I love that about you. Like, because you know we were just watching that like Christendom. ridiculous Christian Walker video, like where him and Kaylani got into it. So I was like, you follow who and them? Christendom. <laughs> Christendom. Anyway, what I was trying to say, that's what Amber always says if I interrupt her. I did interrupt you. I'm sorry. So Southern Baptist leaders mishandled allegations of sexual abuse and they stonewalled like numerous survivors and they had a list of like hundreds of leaders accused of sexual abuse. And it, it just, it made me think like, damn, reverends just suck internationally and nationally. <laughs> I think it's really just more so about like men in positions of power men, or, yeah. or people in positions of power misusing that power. And it's just like, unfortunately it's very easy to abuse your power yeah. as a preacher, as a, as any sort of figure where you're guiding lots of people. We've seen it with Bikram and yoga instructors as well. Like but if you're think, guiding a group of people in a cult, you're likely going to abuse yes. your power. And I think there's something of a spiritual nature yes, when someone correct. can use spirituality because they're using like God. They're like, well, God instructed God me to come or, over or, here or and or take off your panties. It's like, huh? No, he didn't. <laughs> I was just like, you know, I've been watching or, all that Mormon stuff and I'm yeah. like, this is insanity. Yes, And exactly. you know, we just watched, uh, what is it? A girl in the picture. Yep. If you have, we're not going to spoil it, but it's horrible. Like, you know, just set yourself up for men being horrible with that movie. I, I think, yes, men. For me specifically, when spirituality is combined, has a particular, particularly nefarious um, element to it. I, I don't know. Maybe yeah, because I, it's, I, I grew up that way. And I think it's because sp the spiritual part of it has like long... Uh, this might sound weird to say, but like, okay, if if a criminal assaults somebody, like that that incident could potentially happen 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 in a vacuum, whereas you could be raised in a church and go there your whole life because you were taught to think that, like, like there's there's so much opportunity if you are a predator in the church to continue harassing your victims, yeah, and committing crimes against them. Does that make sense? It does. Versus like, oh, I work at this job. This person's horrible. I'll just leave the job yeah. or something. I don't know. Not that it's like any more or less, but just way more harm can be done. I'm just if, Especially if your family has been groomed into that religion. Oof. Church, y'all. And it's not like, it's so hard because especially being here and going to black church and knowing that black church is so important and knowing that in American history, um, 
black reverends have been critical for providing like the American consciousness and knowing um, what ethically should be done, right? So when you have combined that history with the history of, you know, sexual abuse, you're like, man, like there's, there's two sides to this very, this world yeah. of, of both harm and help. Do you think that, I mean, cause as we know, Martin Luther King was one of the most like notable figures and leaders like worldwide in the fight against racism and everything. Do you think that if he was not a preacher, that would have been that, that he could have been as acclaimed? Because uh, there's something about like God that really unites people and calls to people. Yeah, you like know, you said, that consciousness. You know, God bless America. It's tied up in there. Well, when people use the teachings of Jesus for, I guess, social justice, it can be a very powerful experience. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think like long lasting change in the U S or especially ethical change can really come from a leader that is not Christian or has close ties with the Christian church in America context, yeah. because we're so obsessed with our Christianity. I don't know. Um, maybe yeah, I agree that's with something that. we can sort of maybe hack into because it's, it's a movie about be, hackers. Yeah, no. Hack into no, I, our I, sense I, of, I, I smell what you're stepping in. I get the, you love a good pun. Hack into our sense of, uh, a religion and what religion means and maybe can can an atheist provide sort of moral guidance or ethical guidance i and and would even the american people allow an atheist to provide ethical moral guidance without you know referring to a higher being is a huge freaking question we might have to wrap up soon yeah <laughs> uh so do you, I don't really have any size. Like the one to the one sigh I have is when you fully realize that a character is intersex is when she is about to have sex with someone. And that seems to be like a trope, sort of an unhealthy trope in film where like someone didn't know someone was intersex and they find out that this person doesn't have the the genitalia that they assume this person to have based on how they presented. And so I don't know, that sort of was like, unless you unwrapped, unless you sort of explore that more, if you just put that in the film without exploring it more, it seems sort of, uh, I don't know, like cliche in some ways. I, I, I know exactly what you mean. It's just like, like that Netflix film. Remember that Netflix film yes, about, the one about the Kings? No, no, no. Um, like the one about the prison. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the documentary about trans people in film. Do you remember? Disclosure. Disclosure. Yeah. So disclosure sort of explores some of those tropes. Neptune Frost almost like, I feel like at one point sort of went into that unhealthy trope. I think also, um, if, if for those of you that watch P-Valley, I think that has been a lot of people's biggest, you know, a lot of bigots, biggest hang up with P-Valley because the queer character, the trans character, or like kind of like the gender bending character in that story, not only is he a main character, but he finds love or yeah. he finds a relationship. And it's like, we just haven't seen that. We've always seen these like, like you need to be sexless queer characters. Okay. All right. We're All right. Gonna, sorry. I tried. I tried. I tried. We have a baby. Ben, with that being said, why don't you warp up the show? I will warp. Get out of here. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs>
in conclusion, this is a great film. You should watch it. Just be ready to like focus on it. Uh, it does take some time. You can watch it on Amazon. Uh, listening to Saul Williams' albums, uh, Mutter, Loser, King is a great album. This is sort of an accompaniment to that album. You can check that out on Spotify. Uh, we didn't even talk about that. Uh, but up next, we will be watching Jordan Peele's new movie, Nope. Bye, y'all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.